We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This podcast is sponsored by Freedom Mortgage, dedicated to veterans and your homeownership needs. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash CBS Vets, NMLS 2767, Equal Housing Lender. Honor. Commitment. In all the rings, with the highest respect. Courage. These are the stories of women warriors. Welcome to another episode of Women Warriors. I'm your host, Phil Briggs, and recently my colleague Eric Dame had a chance to speak with a female Marine veteran whose story has appeared everywhere from Fox Business News to Major League Baseball to the cover of ESPN Magazine. I served six years in the United States Marine Corps as a helicopter door gunner. U.S. Marine Sergeant Kirstie Ennis was nearly killed in a helicopter crash while serving in Afghanistan. At 17 years old, I lived my dream of, of being a Marine. After 41 surgeries, including two leg amputation surgeries later, she lives to tell her incredible tale of survival. You know, women, we play a huge role in the military. We all play our piece to the big puzzle. Now, whether we're actually boots on ground or whether we're sitting behind desks, I mean, we work as a family, we work as a unit, and we move forward to accomplish a mission. You may know her best from being the cover model for ESPN, the magazine's The Body Issue this year. She is Kirstie Ennis, and she joins us now on The Morning Briefing. Good morning, Kirstie. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And before we get to talking about all the great stuff that you're doing now, I know that includes an appearance at Grunt Fest 6 coming up this weekend in Chicago. Let's talk about Kirstie Ennis at the beginning of your military career. Tell us a little bit about that, where you're from, when you joined, why you joined, and what you did while you were in the Corps. Yeah, well, um, originally I, I claimed Florida to be home. I was raised by two Marine parents, actually, and at the ripe age of 17 years old, I decided that I wanted to join the Marine Corps. Um, So two months after my 17th birthday, I came home and lied through my teeth to my dad to get him to sign the paper saying that I would do a desk job. Um, And the day, of course, that I go to boot camp, my recruiter lets it slip that I'm, in fact, not going to do a desk job. I'm going to be working on the helicopters. And um, needless to say, he didn't talk to me until after I graduated boot camp. (laughs) But um, but, I spent six years in the Marine Corps. Um, as a helicopter door gunner and an airframes mechanic, did two deployments to Afghanistan, and actually, after the injuries that I that I sustained overseas, um, was medically retired as a sergeant. And that is, uh, of course, an interesting aspect of your career. And I know it doesn't define you, but a lot of people know you as the Marine who was on ESPN's The Body Issue, uh, who lost her leg uh, due to her injuries while in Afghanistan. And, you know, Kirstie, when you think back to that, and I don't know if you were planning on doing a full 20 years in the Marine Corps or not, but you were medically retired. Your time was cut short. What was that period of life for you like? Uh, You know, you're, you're basically forced 
forced to get out of the Marine Corps because of what happened to you. What was that transition back to civilian Kirstianis like? Well, when I joined the Marine Corps, I did it ultimately just to serve people. You know, I wanted to be a part of helping the greater good. And at six years, you know, I had no intention on getting out. I did want to do a full 20. And, um, you know, I fought for about a year to stay in. And unfortunately, they told me that I couldn't go back to working on the helicopters. And um, that, you know, basically my time was cut short. And that was probably one of the hardest things I had to deal with. Just because at 17, you know, that's all I knew. You know, that was all that Kirstie was at that point. I was a kid when I joined. Mm. Um, so getting out, I really struggled with repurposing myself and figuring out how I was going to go forth and continue serving people. Um, you know, ultimately, I, w- I, was, I was pretty lost the first year, especially. And what was it that got you through that? Was there anything in particular that got you over that sense of loss and confusion that I know a lot of us feel? And like you said, I did 13 years in the Navy. That was my life. When I got out kind of unexpectedly as well, it was tough. I didn't know what to do. So what was it that helped you get over that hump? Uh, well, there there was honestly a couple, there's a few different things. Um, the first being the tough love from my father. Uh, when I was really struggling, I didn't fun- need somebody to come over and pat me on my back and tell me it was going to be okay. I needed somebody to come over and tell me to, you know, get back up on my own two feet and, and figure out how I was going to go forth with the rest of my life. I was, you know, early 20s at that time. Um, and then, you know, I really realized that I was, even though I was damaged and broken, whether that was mentally, physically, or emotionally, I realized I was one of the ones that made it home. Um, so it'd be really, really selfish of me, you know, to kind of throw my hands up and give up. Like, I have, I have a lot more life to live. Um, quite frankly, nobody owes me anything. I owe it to myself. Um, and, you know, with that being said, a lot of those families of the men and women that didn't come home, they looked to the guys and girls like me that, that did make it home. Um, so there's a lot of little eyes watching you all the time. And when I went over um, to the UK and did the thousand mile track to honor, honor 25 Marines that never made it home, um, a little boy came up to me with hearing aids and he said, Hey, I'm just like you referring to my leg. And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? You are just like me. And, you know, a week later, a little girl in, in a wheelchair with braces on her legs comes up to me and says, Hey, I'm just like you. And, that was kind of when my light bulb went off. Like, this is how you're going to continue serving people. I'm on a pretty unique platform that I can hopefully go forth and, and show people that you control your circumstances. They don't necessarily control you. And that is an important thing that we've found when talking with our wounded warrior friends who've joined us on the morning briefing, like Rob Jones, your fellow Marine, who's currently running 31 marathons in 31 days to bring attention to veterans issues and bring attention to the issues that our wounded warriors face. And one of the things that he told me was, you know, thinking maybe at one point that life might be over as he knew it, but then finding he would be able to adapt and overcome in part because of all he learned in the Marine Corps and the mindset that he had as a Marine. How did you look at that? Realizing that, you know, you didn't have your leg. Life was going to be different. When did you realize that you were still going to be able to do such amazing things that you've been able to accomplish? Well, my my dream growing up, you know, was to be a Marine. And so after my injuries, that, that whole dream was pretty much stripped of me. And then obviously the whole evolution of losing my leg and specifically losing my leg as high as I did. You know, I thought this dream of being a Paralympian was over yet again. Um, so at this time, you know, as a young person, two dreams stripped of me. I thought everything was over. Um, but in the grand scheme of it, I'm only missing a leg. <laughs> um, and, you know, all too often people underestimate, you know, the, the invisible wounds, you know, and the mental and emotional things are, are often the most debilitating. But 
what got me moving past it all was realizing that it's the six inches between my ears and what's behind my rib cage that makes a difference. As long as my head and my heart's in the right place, I can overcome any sort of adversity, specifically, you know, physically missing my leg. And you've been able to do so much without one leg. I mean, it really, it, it puts those of us who uh, are not at that, that, I don't know if I even want to call it a disadvantage, but those of us who have not had to deal with the type of things that you have, seeing what you've been able to accomplish has been amazing. And we're going to talk about those in just a moment, but I want to let everybody know we're talking to Marine Corps veteran Kirstie Ennis, who of course is a Paralympian. She's a mountain climber. She is also a cover model, having been featured on ESPN, the magazines, The Body Issue, and she She'll be appearing at Grunt Fest 6 this week, taking place with the Grunt Style team out in Chicago. Now, Kirsty, when it comes to your athletic accomplishments, uh, it's really pretty amazing. Some of the stuff that you've done, uh, as I said, I have no excuse for not getting out there and doing great things with my body. You have one built in, but you've obviously put that excuse behind you. What is your mindset when you go out there on your snowboard or when you're looking at Mount Kilimanjaro or Everest or something like that? How do you look at those challenges? Challenges and do you look at them any differently than you think you might if you had uh, two legs at this point? You know, honestly, I've, I've been told time and time again that I'm um, that I've been strong through my recovery, and that's not the case. I am just part stubborn and part crazy, and realistically, I am almost obnoxiously competitive. So even when I was in the hospital, I'm watching. You know, at the time there was only men around me. Um, I'm watching on the men deal with their injuries, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do this better than them. I want to be stronger. I want to be faster than them. And so that's kind of how I look at these things, you know, especially alongside a bunch of other women snowboarding. I look at them and I kind of get, you know, just hungry for a win or even, you know, climbing the mountains. It's, it's more so I'm fueled by just getting to the top and being able to show the world that, like you said before, it's mind over matter um, and that you can absolutely accomplish whatever you want to as long as you let the fire burn in your heart for it. And letting that fire burn in your heart has led you to some pretty amazing places. I mean, if someone Googles Kirstie Ennis, they're going to find pictures of you with Prince Harry. One in particular that I like that I saw this morning where it looks like you're telling him, here's what you need to do, Prince. You need to get down <laughs> and get this stuff on. Uh, and of course, as I mentioned, ESPN, the magazine's The Body Issue now. Every year, I've been sending them pictures of myself and saying, hey, I'll be naked on the cover if you want me, but they never take <laughs> me up on that offer. How did that come to pass? How did you become the cover model for this magazine that's featured on the cover, uh, LeBron James, Ronda Rousey, these these incredibly popular athletes? I mean, Kirstie Ennis is very popular in the veteran community, but perhaps before that magazine, not as well known outside of it. How did that happen, and how did you feel about it? Um. Well, I mean, it's... Not something that I sought out by any means. Um, and, you know, when when it was offered to me, um, not even the cover, obviously, just being in the magazine, I was pretty much taken aback because they had never featured a veteran. They've never featured a mountaineer. They've never featured a rock climber. Um, and they have featured very few amputees. Um, so I was a little confused about it. And like you said, you know, you're alongside these huge athletes. Like in, in my issue alone i was with you know edelman from the patriots and isaiah thomas the celtics and Ezekiel Elliott and all of these just phenomenal athletes and i really i had to stop and think about it and you know figure out if it was something that i really wanted to do and um a it's such an honor to be represented alongside of those men and women but even more so to be representing a certain like certain groups of people that don't get the attention that they you know they often deserve um and 
when I was kind of second guessing it, you know, debating if it was worth it and if I really felt like making myself that vulnerable, I stopped and realized that absolutely it was worth it because, you know, there's always going to be a naysayer out there. There's always going to be somebody negative. But if I can make, you know, a little girl or, you know, a young guy that's dealing with some sort of an injury or even some sort of, um, you know, something going on mentally or emotionally and make them realize that they can go out and do whatever it is they want to do. You can own your differences and, you know, you know make it make it your legacy. Um, so at the end of the day, if, if I made one person's life a little bit better or inspired one person by being involved in the body issue and, and showing that, you know, showcasing the resiliency of bodies and our differences are amazing, then I did something right. I would definitely say that you did. And really, it was it was awesome to see you on there because, you know what, as great as all those other athletes you mentioned are, I, I, we see plenty of them. We see plenty of what they're doing. What you're doing, I would, I would submit, is even more amazing than what they're doing. Uh, and it's great to see you being recognized for that. Now, Kirstie, and we're speaking with Kirstie Ennis, Marine Corps veteran, Paralympian, cover model for ESPN's 2017 Body Issue of ESPN The magazine and appearing at Grump Fest 6 this week out in Chicago. Kirsty, you are a Marine and you're also a Marine who happens to be a female. There have been a lot of advances recently in the Marine Corps for females. We had Kate Germano, uh, the former commanding officer of the 4th Recruit Training Battalion down there at Paris Island on talking about the first Marine uh, infantry officer who happens to be a female making it through, first amphibious assault officer. Um, you are no longer actively in the Marine Corps. You are a retired Marine, of course. But how do you feel looking at the Marine Corps and some of the, the changes that appear to be happening, uh, at least on these individual levels, if not culturally yet? Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, those women that are kind of in a funny spot, you know. Um, being a helicopter door gunner it was definitely a unique position to be in. Um, and I certainly think there's women out there that can, you know, go out and, you know, do, do their jobs better than the guys. Um, I think that we need to definitely approach the situations with caution because obviously having women in certain environments does, you know, provide a a pretty unique dynamic for both the men and the women alike. Um, but it is, it's, it's, it's refreshing to see things moving forward and at least see people approaching things with, with an open mind. Um, and I hope these women can do it. I know there's women out there that can, um, but like I said, definitely something that we should approach with a little bit of caution. And it's something that I think one of the, the common uh, things that we've seen when it comes to our, our female service members across the board is a concern with, well, do we lower the standards to make it more achievable for those females? You're clearly someone who has not lowered standards for yourself. You keep setting the bar higher and higher and achieving greater and greater things. So when you look at it that way, I mean, are you a believer in like full equal opportunity for the military as in everybody needs to do the same thing if you want to be able to do the same job? Absolutely. Um, equal standards across across the board. Um, if these women want to go out and do these jobs, they, like I said, they need to go for it and be able to be better, faster, stronger than these guys. And, you know, they have to prove to the world that they're completely capable. Um, you know, you have to go into it with the right mindset and honestly having some pretty thick skin. Um, and, you know, when I was even doing my job, it's like you have to walk around with a chip on your shoulder and just realize that you have to prove yourself day in and day out. 
And maybe one day we'll get to a point where that's not the case. But at this point, uh, yeah, I think that that advice from you and certainly coming from you can uh, can mean something to somebody. Now, Kirsty, you've already accomplished so much. You've climbed mountains. You have competed in the Paralympics. What are you training for now? Is there anything in particular? Is there a next big challenge for you that's coming up for you uh, athletically or otherwise? Uh, well, yeah, I am seeking out um, to do the seven summits, so the highest peaks on each of the continents, with the anticipation of being done by the summer of 2019. So that includes Mount Vincent in Antarctica and um, obviously Mount Everest. I actually head over to Nepal to start working on some logistics and the, and the likes of that nature um, next week. And of course, rolling into winter, really starting to crack down on training uh, with the snowboarding. So. Two big avenues in my life right now. You know, when I talk about mountain climbing and Mount Everest and having been fascinated by it, uh, not to the point of ever wanting to go up it, not by a long shot, but watching <laughs> documentaries and learning about, like, I'm sure you've heard now of Green Boots, uh, one of the markers that's up there, which it's kind of a dark subject. But one of the things that lets you know where you are on Mount Everest is uh, a climber, I believe, from India who passed away and was wearing green boots. And that's what he's known as, green boots. And it's kind of a, a marker along the path because they were unable to get him down. I often wonder what goes through someone's mind where they want to climb up a mountain that's so dangerous and so deadly. People die on it every year. Now, with you being a Marine, I, I know that Marines don't necessarily worry about things like death on the same way that everybody else does. But what made you want to do the seven highest summits in the world, which is an insanely difficult uh, prospect? Um, well, it all started when I, you know, the mountains is really what saved my life. Um, the recreational therapy of just being in the outdoors really, A, humbled myself and grounded myself. Um, but, you know, snowboarding and mountaineering alike, it's two sports that, A, require extreme athleticism, but then even more so, you have to display self-reliance. And that was one of those things that I got addicted to, you know, being able to putting yourself in a situation and realizing that you have to do this or it is a life or death situation. So probably part addicted to the adrenaline, but it's, it's one of those situations where you almost get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, people often think that specifically climbing the mountains is a physical feat, but that's not the case. It is 100% convincing yourself, you know, um, that you can put one foot in front of the other. So I, um, I always make the comment that I've just learned how to suffer well at this point. <laughs> that is certainly a good way of looking at it. We're speaking with Marine Corps veteran Kirsty Ennis, Paralympian, cover model of ESPN's The Body Issue for 2017, about her career, her service, after the service, and all that comes along with being one of our wounded warriors, accomplishing such great things. And as I mentioned, you know, you've been able to speak with Prince Harry, and I imagine quite a few other people. I always thought he'd be the member of the royal family that I'd kind of like to hang out with if I had to pick one. Um, what, is, what is some of the other reaction that you've gotten from the community and maybe from some people that, uh, you know, some well-known people that people might not know about, particularly after? After the body issue and all the publicity that came with that, what has the support been like, and has it uh, has it ever surprised you? Um, you know, this well, the support always surprises me. Um, you know, and like I said, there's always going to be one or two people out there that are naysayers or negative, and you know, definitely the positive reactions outweigh any sort of negativity. Period. Um, but you know, the biggest the areas that have really, like I said, made me realize that all of this is worthwhile is 
A, the, just the support from the veteran community. Um, and even, you know, I can't serve in the military the way that I want to anymore. But that doesn't mean that I can't continue serving the military community or my veteran brothers and sisters. And, you know, like, like being involved with things like Grunfast. Like to me, that's, it's just such an, an awesome environment to go back and be able to hang out with like-minded people who you can relate to and share your stories with. And, um, you know, that makes, that alone makes it worthwhile. And then really, um, I was actually just at um, ESPN's Women's Sports Summit, and I was asked to be one of their panel speakers. And just the amount of support that I have received from other athletes, specifically women athletes, has been almost overwhelming. Um, because what I'm doing right now has been an undertaking that hasn't been done by an above the knee amputee. So just to have the amount of people really kind of stand behind this crazy Seven Summits project has. You know, has just meant the world to me. Um, and, you know, there's been people from the broad spectrum of, you know, Mark Wahlberg down to AJ Andrews, the first woman that ever received the Golden Glove, um, that have just been so willing to back me that it, it's, I mean, it's been really amazing. Well, to, to counterpoint that, what you've been doing is really amazing and it's not over. You're still going strong, still so much more to come. And along with these incredibly difficult undertakings like climbing the seven highest peaks, competing at a high level in the Paralympics on your snowboard, climbing rocks, climbing mountains, you're also getting to do some fun stuff too, like Grunt Fest 6, which is coming up in Chicago this weekend. So how did you come into contact with the Grunt Style team and uh, how much are you looking forward to hanging out with everybody out there at Grunt Fest? Yeah, well, the Grunt Style team approached me, and originally it was because of their new app that they are creating for um, our different technologies. And, um, you know, it kind of evolved from there. They asked me to kind of be one of their ambassadors and represent Grunt Fit and, you know, help navigate people through their, whether it's a recovery process or just, you know, the goals that they're making in, um, you know, in their respective athletics. And, you know, they kind of you know, just, I guess, research a little bit more about who I was and what I was doing. And they asked if I would, you know, attend Grunt Fest, and I did not hesitate. Um, you know, this is the sixth annual year, and I've looked at what it started from and where it's going to, where it's at now. And just the sponsors, the supporters, the veterans, um, it's going to be an amazing event, a lot of fun. And like I said, it's just, um, you know, a lot of like-minded, rowdy heroes and patriots alike coming out to have a good time. And like I said, hang out with like-minded people. And that's a great thing, isn't it, to see also as a veteran that there are these companies out there uh, like them. You can look at uh, so many others, Black Rifle Coffee. You can look at all the veteran-owned businesses that are doing so well and doing such great things and also still giving back to the veteran community. How has it been, you know, from your perspective as someone who's, who's focused on athletics, but also I'm sure gets to notice all those companies out there and see what they're doing. How excited are you for the growth of these veteran-owned businesses like Grunt Style? Oh, well... Uh I'm extremely excited for it, you know, because the veteran community has so much to offer, you know, specifically the corporate world. And um, there's so many things that you learn in the military that are all too often overlooked in the job world. So to actually see these, you know, these small um, veteran owned businesses really kind of emerge and break through and kind of shake the system, whether it's in, uh, you know, consumer products or the entertainment industry. Um, you know, I'm honestly getting a kick out of it. I'm super excited and super proud of all of the small businesses that I've come across. 
that, and it is fantastic to see that, and also awesome to see that you're going to be taking part in Grump Fest 6 out in Chicago this weekend. Now, if people are interested in finding out more about that, of course, they can go to the Grunt Style website, gruntstyle.com, and find out more about that event. Now, we know you've got these uh, the seven summits coming up that you're working on, the Paralympics. What's the very next thing? Is there a first mountain that you're going up, or is there a Paralympics event coming up that's going to be first for you? Uh, well, I had to head to Nepal um, next week to head up to Everest Base Camp. Do you think there's a chance you're going to get to the bottom of that particular mountain, look up and go, nah, okay, maybe we'll do six peaks. Or are you, you sure that you want to climb up Mount Everest? Oh, my heart's in it. I am, I'm positive. <laughs> it's going to be a quite an adventure, but Kirsty Ennis, Marine Corps veteran, Paralympian, mountaineer, rock climber, and just amazing all-around athlete and representative of the veteran community, continues to go on these amazing journeys. And we've been speaking to her about everything, her career, her time after getting out, being medically retired after losing her leg above the knee. Now, Kirsty, if people want to find out more about you and follow more of what you're doing, where can they go to find you on like the internet, social media? What can they do? Yeah, the easiest way to keep tabs on what I'm doing is social media. I have Instagram. It's just Kirsty underscore Ennis. And then actually Facebook, my athlete page, which is again, just Kirsty Ennis. And those are the two best ways to keep track of what she's doing. And what she's doing is amazing. And again, Every wounded warrior we have here on the program, it just becomes more and more impressive when you realize how many people are out there doing these amazing things. And Kirsty, one, I want to thank you for your service. Two, I want to thank you for your time this morning. And three, I want to wish you the best of luck in all of your activities going forward and extended open invite. Anytime you want to come on here and talk about what you're doing or talk about something that's important to you, you are welcome to join us. But thank you so much for joining us today, Kirsty. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Special thanks for this episode of Women Warriors goes to our producer, Jake Hughes, and audio excerpted from Fox Business News and the Mid-Atlantic Sports Network of the Baltimore Orioles. You can hear all the Women Warrior podcasts at ConnectingVets.com, and you can find us on iTunes. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.